like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Annie Patterson and Peter Blood are once more my guests for Song of the Soul today. The thing is, they have so much wonderful music at their fingertips that it's always tempting for me, knowing that they'll always send me away richer by several absolutely must-learn songs that I've never heard of before. As the forces behind the world-famous group-singing songbooks Rise Up Singing and Rise Again, and keeping in mind that there are 1,200 songs in each of those two books, Peter and Annie have brought an immeasurable blessing to millions of people. Peter and Annie join us today before a live audience at the 2017 gathering of the Friends General Conference held this year at Niagara University in New York. I'm delighted, Peter and Annie, to have you back once again for Song of the Soul. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks. It's great to be here. Good to be here. Of course, we've been singing together. I've been sharing music with you since the early 80s when I started attending the Friends General Conference gathering. This year, of course, you know, we're here in Niagara University. You haven't made it to every session of the Friends General Conference gathering. Somehow you missed out. How were you able to keep yourself from here? I haven't missed since 1983 when I first (laughs) attended. Oh, man. We missed several. I can't even, because they blur together in my mind. I know that we have a couple kids, and you know, one in particular is quite active. So juggling family life, and why else didn't we come? Oh, money. <laughs> the big elephant in the room. Traveling you know, sometimes. Trying to figure out how to do it all. Sometimes I think we were doing other music events elsewhere. And the fact is that in addition to putting together Rise Up Singing, Rise Again, Winds of the People before that, in addition to doing that, you've gone around and shared the music all around, not just the U.S., but many other countries as well. I don't know if many other countries is exactly... Several. I do note that we made it, we, meaning the Friendly Folk Dancers, made it to New Zealand before you. And oftentimes it's like we were sowing you in our wake. Yeah, you were paving the way. Yeah, well, okay, that's maybe a nicer way of saying it. But (laughs) One of the things I wondered about, you know Lou and Peter Berryman. They have been performing music together forever and a day. They're no longer married. How has your marriage survived doing music together? With difficulty. (laughs) You know, we have a faith community that supports our work. So we have a support committee from our Quaker meeting. And we've had a support committee for many years. 
it changes, you know, the cast of characters changes. But one of the things we always recognize at the beginning of meeting with a new cast of folks in our support group is that we have three ministries that they're supporting. They're supporting our work that we do together with our music that we do together and then our work that we do individually because Peter leads workshops, I lead workshops on different things. So that is really good for anybody who's doing any kind of work together as a couple to have some kind of support network that you know you can connect with. Where I thought you were going to go with this is that we share a lot of the same values, um, particularly our religious faith as friends. And I think if we didn't have a deep shared belief in God, our marriage probably wouldn't have survived the slings and arrows of bumping heads with each other when we're trying to do work, whether it's on stage or whether it's working on a songbook or something like that. But we do pray together. When we were making Rise Again, we made a really careful discipline of setting aside about a half an hour for prayer and Bible study every morning. It really helped to ground us in our work together. We could talk about this a very long time. You asked a question that we don't get asked very often. It's really hard, and I don't judge any couples for figuring out how they need to find their way. And with Lou and Peter, you know, you know, they figured out something that worked for them, and it wasn't right for them to stay together. That happened fairly early in their career, and they figured that out for them. And I think for us, we're taking it a step at a time, and we've figured out things that help us. How long have you two been married? Well, 34 years and then we were together a, years. a few years before that, doing music together before that. 34 years. Were you married in 1983? Yeah. Which is the first year I came to the FGC gathering. I think that there's something, the stars are telling us something by that <laughs> convergence. I, <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's, it's just a lot of hard work for anybody in any kind of partnership. And when you work together, like for us to do these songbooks together... We work out of our home. Our offices are in our home. Our home is not a big house. And, you know, it takes a lot of discipline and support. You know, I was looking at our music stand here in front of us, and I think we were thinking of singing this particular song in a little bit that had to do with peace in the world. But I have a feeling that planting a garden of love could be also a statement about marriage. Would you like to share that? Why not? Good segue. (laughs) Okay. So this is a Sally Rogers song. Uh, Sally is a pal of ours. She's a phenomenal songwriter, and she's been a folk musician for a long time in the folk music world. And we've put several of her songs in our songbooks, and this one is called Plant Me a Garden. This is an echo song, which means every time she sings a line, you guys can sing along. Are we in tune? All right. Gonna plant me a garden, gonna plant me a garden. Gonna make it grow, gonna make it Gonna water it well, gonna weed and hoe Gonna plant me a garden, beneath the sun above And the seeds I'll plant are the seeds of love Let's do that again Plant me a garden, gonna make it grow Gonna plant them in the yard for my friends to see. Gonna plant them for you. Gonna plant them for me. 
And when they've grown, they've grown from shore to shore. From shore to shore. Our sisters and brothers, sisters and brothers all, around around world, all around the world will harvest fruit, harvest fruit brought by the dove. And in those fruits, fruit. seeds of love. Gonna plant me garden, plant me garden. Patterson and Peter Blood together. Their communal name is what? RiseUpAndSing.org. That's the website where you're going to find their books and music. The latest book, just a couple years ago, they came out with is called Rise Again, which long anticipated 30 years in the coming. Uh, well, the last one. The the last one came out first in 1988, so 30 years ago, and. 1,200 songs. It took a lot of people some time to learn them all. Hopefully they knew a few. (laughs) But uh, fortunately, there's another book with another 1,200 songs, Rise Again, that you can check out. And that one's from it. And again, it's by Sally Rogers, Planting a Garden of Love. What a wonderful thought. Sally Rogers has been on Song of the Soul before, and you can look forward to more of her. I want to get her on actually sharing with Claudia Schmidt, the two of them, since they often have performed together. They have a wonderful new album just came out about a year ago called uh, We Are Welcome, and it has wonderful songs affirming. They said they didn't plan it this way. It turned out most of the songs in there are about women emerging from adversity. And there's one song that isn't about that called Willful Ignorance. And they claimed that they wrote this way before the political campaign, but it fits perfectly with things going on in the world right now. So remember to check out both Sally Rogers and Claudia Schmidt together and apart. They they do individual music as well. Yeah, we really support their work and we carry around that CD with us and want to let people know about it. So one song to start it off, and that might be marriage that you were just singing about, as well as many other things in the world. How do we nurture? The theme for today is hope and change. So how have things changed in the 30 years since I got to know you? Well, I think, you know, we've both gone through a lot of changes. The world's gone through a lot of changes. I would say we had no idea when we made Rise Up Singing that it would be this vehicle that would help people get together and come together for community, for singing. And since Rise Up Singing came out, it's being used all over, you know, in monthly sing-alongs. We didn't expect that. I would say we're still working on a lot of the same issues in terms of social change and social, uh, racial justice. We're moving ahead, but it's, I would say a lot of the same issues are there for us in terms of what we do. You know, some things have obviously changed enormously. I think very few people would have believed that gay marriage would be legal in this country at this particular year and in many parts of Europe and other parts of the world. 
Other issues obviously have moved a lot slower. Obviously, people were being killed for being black in the streets. You know, have to tell their kids to watch out to what they said, how they walked, and what they did. And sometimes that wasn't even enough back then. Today, it's still going on, but at least when it happens, sometimes you'll get a lot of people out in the streets trying to raise issues about it. Back then, it probably happened much more privately, and people didn't stand up to act. I think that certainly, although people have been concerned about the climate issues for many, many years. I know that our particular yearly meeting, New England yearly meeting, and I'm sure many, many other yearly meetings have become very, very much more mobilized in recent years around earth care issues and are kind of feeling like we're standing together on those issues. So the title Hope and Change is something that our website says Hope and Change through song, but we also do lots of traveling and organizing sing-along concerts, which are often opportunities for people to raise their sense of resilience, their sense of mobilization, their sense of resistance around the issues that need to happen for change in the world. And we certainly choose a lot of the songs, both in our books and in our concerts, that raise those kinds of issues in people's hearts. One of the things, I had the opportunity to get to know Pete Seeger pretty well, mostly from working on his autobiography, Where Have All the Flowers Gone?, And one of the things he often told me stories about was the really literally thousands of people that would come up to him over the years and say, my life changed because of being at one of your concerts. I believe that Daniel Ellsberg, who made the Pentagon Papers, was one of the people who said he was moved in terms of a commitment to peace from being at a Pete Seeger concert. So I don't know that we have quite as dramatic stories as Pete Seeger, but we do hope that our work moves people's hearts and moves people's legs to do the work that needs to be done in the world through singing together. Yeah, I was going to say, Peter kind of hit the nail on the head. One of the things that's changed for me is doing a lot more work in racial justice now than ever before. And in the last five years, I've really focused on that in my life and working on my own white privilege and finding ways to show up. And I think as musicians, we always want to show up in the ways we really care about in what we're singing. And that means maybe years ago we might lead a spiritual that had the roots from uh, black history, and now we honor the roots of the struggle that came behind a song. We work really hard to honor that before we sing it. If it's not from our particular backgrounds, we want to honor the struggle always behind whatever the song is and give a moment to kind of say to folks, This is an opportunity for us to pay attention. And I bet you have some music on that theme or something close to it that you maybe want to share now. I was just thinking about a song which was actually written about 15 years ago by Charlie King. And the song is called If You Want Peace, Work for Justice. And it's a song about kind of the coming together of different movements, that you can't have a peace movement on the one hand that doesn't think about racial justice or an environmental movement that doesn't think about women's rights, that kind of thing. So if you want peace, work for justice, again, one of the songs in our new book, Rise Again, I think captures that sense that we have to work on these issues in unity, not make them separate. Here's how the chorus goes. If you want peace, work for justice. If you want peace, work for justice. If you want peace, work for justice. No justice, no peace. That's it. If you want peace, work for justice. If you want peace, work for justice. If you want peace, work for justice. No justice, no peace. Oh, you can't have peace in a world of hunger. One dog under, one dog under. You can't have peace in a world of hunger. Not in this world. 
Peace, Work for Justice. It's by Charlie King, performed for us today by Annie Patterson and Peter Blood. Track them down on their website, riseupandsing.org, where you can find all of their wares and musical accompaniments. You mentioned, Peter, that you worked with Pete, particularly when you were editing or you know, putting all the things together for Where Have All the Flowers Gone, his autobiography. What specifically was your role in that? Clearly, you've got his sing-along fever. Well, I was the editor of the book. Actually, it was very flattering because when Annie and I edited Rise Up Singing, he liked that book a lot, and he talked about it a lot at his concerts and traveling around, would mention to people how this was kind of an opportunity to encourage people to do what he thought, which is that people should sing with each other, not just listen to him or somebody else sing. And a few years back, the song... How Can I Keep From Singing was recorded by Enya. And they had a huge legal battle because that that song made a lot of money when she recorded it because it was copyrighted by Pete's publisher. But they kind of lost track of the copyright. And so they lost the suit, actually. And so Pete's manager, Harold Leventhal, said, we've got to put together a book with all of Pete's songs in it to try and save these copyrights so they don't just slip away and get treated as public domain. And so he said, Pete, why don't you make a book of your songs and also write some about your life as part of the songbook. And Pete said, well, I don't know if I want to write a book. And so finally he said, if you can get that Peter Blood who did Rise Up Singing to help me with the book, be the editor, then I'll do it. And I had no idea about all this, but they invited me up to New York and Pete called me up and said, will you come up and meet with me and my publisher? He, he didn't say what it was about. I figured, well, if Pete and Pete's manager wants to meet with me, I'd better go. And it was in a little coffee shop somewhere and they kind of laid out the whole plan for me. 
But it was a big project. It was a lot more than just the final step. We worked on the project sort of from start to finish and went over all the songs and the stories and how to lay out the pages and everything in between. So he was a very hands-on writer. He wanted to put exactly where this picture was one quarter inch to the left. And uh, the uh, guy who, John Roberts, who did the music transcription kind of went crazy because Pete kept wanting to change one quarter note to an eighth note or something like that, or slight changes in rhythm and things like that. So it took a long time to finish it. But once it was finished, he basically spent the next 20 years or something trying to revise it. So when he was dead, he left a big box in his daughter Tina's house of all the things he wanted for the next edition of Where Have All the Flowers Gone? I have a really good memory of, you know, sometimes Pete Seeger would come down to our house to work on the book with Peter. So actually, (laughs) I don't know how much of this I'll tell, but we have two sons. And at the time, one of them was five or six, very active child. Pete came down, he saw how active our youngest was. And he said, we need to get that boy a hatchet. (laughs) So Pete and I drove to the local hardware store because I thought, well, If he says he should get a hatchet, maybe, you know, he's six or something. And I don't know, maybe little boys on farms have hatchets. So we go to the hardware store and I'm thinking the whole time, this is crazy. So we drove around looking for something. And he said, you got to chop wood. You got to get out and chop wood. And he said, you know, obviously you watch your your son and, but you, you know, you train him to get out there. And he, he said, he needs to do something physical. And we never did find the hatchet. I was quite relieved as a, you know, a mom and thinking about my kid. But at any rate, he was always thinking about children in lots of different ways. And it wasn't so much about giving your kid something really sharp to play with. It was about getting out and working with your hands and getting out into the sun and and singing while you were working. And he just had, I guess, an infectious way about him that you just sort of listened (laughs) When I was interviewing Reggie Harris recently about Pete, he told me that I I said, so how often have you split wood, Reggie? And Reggie said twice, and one time was with Pete. He said, we're getting up on stage, we're doing that. And Reggie said, what? I can't do that. And Pete, who split wood all of the time, I don't know, I think he split up to the last month he died. He was out splitting wood. So Reggie's up there, and he can't breathe because he's swinging the axe. It's done a cappella with percussion essentially provided by your axes. Reggie's dying, and Pete's just going, let's swing another one. (laughs) They actually did that at the uh, FGC gathering. Pete performed at a gathering back in, I think, about 2005, something like that, somewhere in, in Virginia. And they didn't use an axe on the stage, but they did do that song, which I think is called The Gaining Ground, I think they used a hammer or something instead of a... They didn't actually use an axe on the stage, but they did get the rhythm from the sound of the hammer falling down a piece of wood. And just for our listeners out there, when we refer to the gathering, we're referring to the Friends General Conference gathering, something I come to every year, and these two. I met them at this gathering, both Peter and Annie, and it really cultivated my deep love of music. So let's share some more of your music, and let's let Annie pick out which one you're going to next instead of Peter switching keys on her. (laughs) You know, Peter mentioned earlier that Pete Seeger really liked Rise Up Singing. He did really love the songbook because he felt music should be for everybody, and it really matched up with what we really believed as well. So he actually was part of the selection committee. You know, you can't make a songbook without lots of help. And we've had lots of friends 
Quakers and other folks who really believe in music and social justice who've helped us make these songbooks. So with our new songbook with Rise Again, Pete Seeger was intimately involved in helping choose songs for that songbook. And he's not with us on the earth anymore, but his creativity and his love of music lives on through a lot of the work on our songbook. So I thought maybe we'd do a John Fromer song. Yeah, John Fromer was somebody who is also no longer with us. So we really honor his really good work. He worked for a long time with music and union work and all kinds of good stuff. He was part of People's Music Network for a long time that we enjoy being part of. And Sally Campbell, who's here and with us today, also is part of People's Music Network with us. So this song is called Gonna Take Us All. And uh, maybe I'll play the guitar on this one, Peter. We sang the song the other day here at the Friends General Conference, and we thought, you know, we'd sing it today. It's the only song we know that mentions lots and lots of different kinds of folks, and from Buddhists to Baptists to Quakers and Catholics and agnostics, and you'll hear it throughout the song. It's pretty interesting, but it's basically saying we need everybody, and if you don't find yourself on this list, I'm sure that you're in there somewhere between the notes. We need the Buddhists and the Baptists, the Quakers and Catholics too, the atheists and agnostics, the Muslims and the Jews. We need people of all nations, all colors and all creeds to put an end to war now, put an end to greed. Gonna take us all to make a change. Take a soul to win the peace. Gonna take a soul in the streets. Gonna take a soul. Gonna take a soul. We need the immigrants and the unions, the greens and the gays. Hip-hoppers and bee-boppers and the women for equal pay. Farm workers out in the sun, homeless out in the rain. The seniors and the soccer moms, the world that is humane. Gonna take us all to make a change, take us all to win the peace. Gonna take us all in the streets. Gonna take us all Gonna take us all We need your friends and your neighbors The poets and the painters The socialists, the anarchists The pacifists and the humanists Every culture and community it's black and white and brown At times we won't see eye to eye But we stand on common ground Gonna take us all to make a change Take us all to win the peace Gonna take us all in the streets Gonna take us all Gonna take us all
John Fromer. Wonderful song by John Fromer, who's no longer with us, as you say, unfortunately, going to take us all. But Annie Patterson and Peter Blood did perform it here today, live for us at the Friends General Conference Gathering 2017. And this is 478th gathering you've been to between the two of you. Not quite. When did you actually first start attending the gathering? I think I first attended in about 1961 at Cape May, New Jersey. At what age? Probably about 15 or maybe a little earlier. And Annie, when did you show up here? Well, I wasn't raised a Quaker. I was raised in the Methodist Church. And then I had two siblings that found the Quakers during the Vietnam War, especially for my brother, who was a conscientious objector. And then I became a friend in about, well, I started attending in in 1975 or 77. And I guess my first FGC was at State College, Pennsylvania, back in 1983, maybe, or 82? Slippery Rock. So Slippery Rock, Pennsylvania in 1982. It was the first one I was at. Unless it was, there was one in 83 and there was one in 85, just so you know. I'm I'm going to remember that now. There's maybe 82 and and 85? Yes. So there were three. Good. This is what happens when you have a lot of Quakers in the room. It, it just takes about 10 minutes to sort of figure it out. But no, you're right. And I, we got married that year, so there you go. And if I can mention, they often say whenever you have two Jews in a room, you have three or five opinions or something like that. A group in Milwaukee meeting were ruminating one. It was a New Year's Eve, and they're saying, you know, you've got for each animal, there's a murder of crows, right? There's oh, yeah. all of that. So what's the appropriate word for a Quaker? They decided that it should be a quandary of Quakers. <laughs> I was going to say that a lot of times people are wondering how they can learn some of these songs that they may not be familiar with, like Plant Me a Garden or Gonna Take Us All or If You Want Peace. And, you know, there's pros and cons to the way all the electronic media we have today. Sometimes it takes us away from singing with each other, like we've been doing in this room right now. Singing together in person has a power that you don't get from media. But there is also a great deal of richness from what's available through social media. On our website, Rise Up, first of all, the YouTube was terribly helpful for us in learning all kinds of songs that we wouldn't have known about ourselves. When we made Rise Up Singing, we basically knew all those songs already. We'd been singing them for years, and we had notebooks full of them that we would use. But unlike that, we wanted to really get beyond our own personal sort of favorites with Rise Again. So we really listened to literally probably four or 5,000 songs on YouTube to try and learn what we thought were the best songs to go in the new book. But the nice thing about that also is that we've built into our website, riseupandsing.org, something called the Music Box, where you can enter the name of any song in Rise Again, such as Gonna Take Us All or if you want peace or something like that, and it will take you to often as many as three or four different recordings on YouTube of the song and play it right there, and then you can click on a button to the next song in the book and learn the song on the next page like that. So it makes it very easy for people to hear a rich array of musicians either singing the songs that they wrote themselves or sometimes songs that other people have written and covering them. So uh, I'd encourage people who like Rise Again but don't know the songs to check out that resource on our website. And I did want to mention you are listening to Song of the Soul. It's a Northern Spirit Radio production. On the web, you find us at northernspiritradio.org. Could I hear everyone say that loudly? Northernspiritradio.org. 
Org-like and organic, yes. Great job. I, I think they all get gold stars for today's performance. On that site, you can find all of our programs that have been out there for the past 12 years, since 2005 when we started, both of Song of the Soul and Spirit in Action. You'll find links to our guests, so you can't remember how to spell riseupandsing.org. On northernspiritradio.org, you will find the link. Also, you'll find all kinds of information about our guests, song lists, all that. You can track it down there. There's a place to post comments. Make our communication two-way by posting your comment when you visit. It'll help future visitors, too. And it gives pointers to me. I like to get information about guests I should be pursuing. There's some 30 stations across the nation that carry these programs. So wherever you're hearing this, Please remember that I want to know the people in your local community, the activists and the musicians. Please contact me and help me connect up. We have to think globally but act locally. So please post a comment when you visit. There's also a place to donate. This is full-time work, and without your help, it can't continue. So make sure you click on the Donate button when you come to NordenSpiritRadio.org. It's interesting that you mentioned that phrase, think globally but act locally, because that was a, he didn't write it, but that was a favorite phrase of Pete Seeger's. And I was thinking this morning about how if you sing songs of peace and justice, the songs themselves are a way of thinking globally. But if you sing it with your friends or your social change group or your family or your faith community, then you're acting locally. So that's a way in which singing songs of peace and justice is in itself thinking globally but acting locally. Also remember to support your local community radio station. Local media is so essential, especially in an age where it's perhaps 90% plus of our media is controlled by five corporations. It's horribly limiting to have that narrow of a viewpoint controlling the words that we all hear and see. So please, remember to support your local media, and community radio is a very wonderful place to start. Again, we have Annie Patterson and Peter Blood here. They're best known for their more than a million copies sold of Rise Up Singing. You'll find a link to that on riseupandsing.org, their website. Rise Again came out two years ago, so I am busily trying to learn the next 1,200 songs. It was a lot easier when I was much younger. The lyrics used to stay in my head so easily. How have you been able to accommodate this increased song load on your brains? Well, everybody's brains are different. We Hopefully we, we know that. And my brain's quite different from Peter's. We learn differently. We operate differently. And, you know, we both would have different answers to that question. But for me, I remember a lot of melodies well. I don't remember lyrics anymore real well. And I know I've talked to other folks who do a lot of singing, but for doing this kind of work, song leading, because I'm also a jazz musician, so for song leading, I don't remember the lyrics. It's nice to see that more and more musicians have iPads on their music stand up in front or on their boom stand. I think a lot of people also have trouble remembering the lyrics. And it's been very, I guess, flattering for us that we run across people like Eric Anderson and Billy Bragg and other very, very well-known singers. And when we said who we were, they opened the trunk of their car or their guitar case and they pulled out their copy of Rise Up Singing. And I, I think probably they're pulling it out because they want to be able to remember lyrics to some songs on the fly when they need them. Is there another song that you remember that you'd care to perform right now? Sure. We thought we would do a Pete Seeger song called Quite Early Morning. 
And so we're going to have Annie Patterson on banjo and Peter Blood on guitar and both on vocals. Quite early morning. Don't you know it's darkest before the dawn and this thought keeps me moving on if we could hear these early warnings the time is Of 
Seeger song, Quite Early Morning, performed by Annie Patterson, Peter Blood, here today for Song of the Soul. Again, Annie was on the banjo there, Peter on the guitar. We considered having a fiddle here, too, but the room wasn't quite the right acoustics. It might have blown us out of here. It was sometimes at the monthly song circle that I go to in Eau Claire, there is a person who will bring his violin, his, his fiddle, and play it, and we can go deaf so easily. Uh, it can drown out everyone, so we can't do it. A, a fiddle is an appropriate thing in a certain setting. Peter, you have played a lot of different instruments, I think, over the years, perhaps. Why the fiddle at this point in your life? Well, actually, I played violin as a child, classical violin, and I didn't really play it for many, many years. Like a little bit of contra dance, square dance band, that kind of stuff. But I kind of set it aside, and a few years back, I was having a lot of carpal tunnel in my hand, and I wasn't sure I was going to be able to keep picking the guitar, and so I thought I'd try the fiddle a little bit to kind of give my right hand a break, because it didn't use quite the same finger work that the guitar did. And I played it at a People's Music Network uh, weekend a couple years ago when Annie was performing, and I was backing her up at the opening concert. And Charlie King came up to me afterwards and he said, you know, Peter, that sounded really sweet. I think you should do a lot more of that. And so he kind of gave me a kick in the butt to really work on the fiddle. And I've been doing it more and more since and really having a lot of fun. My my voice is also going a little bit like Pete's voice in his later years. And so I can play the harmonies. I can hear the harmonies better on the fiddle now than I can with my voice. And so it gives me a chance to kind of accompany Annie sometimes with harmonies. But, you know, that's exactly what Pete did always. He he never wanted to focus on himself. He wanted to encourage other people like Charlie did with me. And he was constantly picking up uh, musicians, asking them to play with them, writing quotes for them for their album covers, encouraging them to, to really develop their music. He really kind of sponsored, in a sense, Pat Humphreys when she was a young musician, said, you know, she was one of the best young songwriters that he had met. You know, that's kind of how... I think the world is about is people kind of standing on the shoulders of others' work. And we're certainly all trying to stand a little bit on Pete's shoulders now. Annie, I noticed your voice is still so incredibly beautiful, just like it has always been. I understand you've actually had some hearing loss. I mean, it's like I think that the way that we make good music together is if we have one default, one lack in some point, we supplement somewhere else. You haven't lost any of your tone. Why is that? Did you steal it from him? I mean, what is this? I mean, there's vampires who do that, I understand. (laughs) Yeah, I I have hearing loss. I wear hearing aids, and, you know, it's gradually getting worse. I go out and I sing with Peter, you know, leading singing, and I can no longer hear the audience singing to me. It's really hard for me to hear them. And that's a real loss, you know, because that's the joy of leading singing is hearing the room fill up with everybody's voices. I'm working that out. I'm figuring out how to do that in the future where I can actually hear them by miking them. But I've been a, a jazz musician for over 30 years. I sing in a jazz trio called Girls from Mars, and we've been singing a long time. We raised our children together. And we sing two times a year now because we all live all over the place. But one of the early things that happened in that trio was not me, but one of the women I sing with got nodes on her vocal cords. 
And it was a wake-up call very early on in our career. So we all got in the habit, the three of us, of supporting each other to do really, really good vocal warm-ups and vocal coaching. We got, I got a vocal coach. I've been coached by several vocal coaches. And I trained with a professor from Bennington College years ago for two months. And I've been a vocal coach. You know, it's really important to take care of your body. And I'm not so great at that all the time, like all of us. But in terms of if you're going to sing for a long time, really taking care of your throat as well as you can. And there's a lot of information out there on how to do that. And so I think what you're saying is that you took that advice and did that and Peter didn't. Yes. Yes. I, I, I am a male. I do understand like warm up? Are you kidding? No, I just want to get out there. I'm I'm so passionate about getting out there, and there's no stopping me. He thinks he he did it, but he also has had other challenges. You know, I I started out singing completely acoustically with young Quakers in my meeting house as a child, and I would be playing instruments like on protest marches. You know, with banging out your guitar, trying to sing over the crowd, that kind of stuff. And I learned a lot of really bad habits of just sort of singing and playing as loud as you possibly could to kind of get people to sing along with you in a demonstration or something. You know, that may be good for that situation. It's not too good either for preserving your voice or really even listening carefully to your own voice. So Annie's been my teacher in that respect, but I'm not a very good pupil. Well, could you two teach us one more song? We'd like to have just one more song before we end this version of Song of the Soul. And again, you know, I imagine another five years we'll have you back. You keep sharing so much wonderful music. And again, together, individually, you know, as part of Girls from Mars, everything, there's so many good sources of music. I hope people will check them all out. What do you want to close off this Song of the Soul with? Well, before we do that, I just want to say one thing. Um, we mentioned our website. Annie also is kind of like number 45. She does a lot of tweeting. And if you want to, if you like Twitter, go to Rise Up and... Did you just compare me to somebody that I don't want to be compared to? Only in the sense of tweeting a lot. She, she tweets much more nicely. That's right. But we also have a YouTube channel, Rise Up and Sing. Anyway, this song is by Pat Humphreys and Sandy O. Pat was singing with Pete as he died in his hospital room. And uh, this, this song was written the next morning by Pat and Sandy. And I think there's some, a number of beautiful songs been written for Pete. Sally Rogers wrote a song for Pete before he died, so he got to hear it, which was kind of cool. But most of them have been written since he died, like Reggie Harris's wonderful song, High Over the Hudson, which he probably sang on your show recently. But this song, I don't know why, it's, it really cuts close to my heart. The chorus of the song ends with the line, Sing People Sing, which is the name of a chapter in our book about musicians and songwriters. And the line before that is called, Hope Changes Everything. So it kind of relates to the theme of our show today. Pat and Sandy and Annie and I recently made some new t-shirts, which say, Hope Changes Everything, based on that line of, of, of Pat and Sandy's song. It sounds a little bit schmarmy to say hope changes everything, but, you know, it starts with hope. If you don't have hope, you can't do much of anything else. So I do think hope is the beginning for all the things that we fight for and work for every day. So this is it's a song that Pat and Sandy wrote for Pete about hope. And of joy, a magic musical machine, a 
drumstick and strings Couldn't know as I would play Live to meet the man one day Playing songs that shaped my life And taught the world to sing Oh, hear the banjo sing Hear the people sing Oh, change is everything Sing, people sing The summer of my 18th year In San Francisco he'd appear I jumped into a trolley car Alone and wondering The world was full when I got there People came from everywhere Climbed a redwood by the stage To watch the reveling Thank you. 
I got distracted in the first chorus because I saw Paul Tinkerhess going by, who's one of the best banjo players that I know. So <laughs> that was fun. We're here at the gathering where we're kind of seeing so many great friends and just connecting with different people. And there's a lot of really great musicians here. Unfortunately, I get to interview some of them for Song of the Soul. For Spirit in Action, sometimes people do their action through the song. That song was Sing People Sing by Pat Humphrey, Sandy O. Together they're known as Emma's Revolution. We'll have a link to them on the NordenSpiritRadio.org website, as well as to Annie Patterson and Peter Blood and RiseUpAndSing.org. Find their music in all of its varieties and flavors, the books and, you know, Pete Seeger's autobiography that Peter Blood edited. There's so much there. Just remember to check that out. I have all the links on NordenSpiritRadio.org, and Peter and Annie link to so many more people. <laughs> They've made music with so many great folks, and and they made it with the great folks sitting in the audience here at the Friends General Conference gathering held this year at Niagara University in New York. I want to thank all of you in the audience. Could you please say hello to our radio listeners? Hello! <laughs> Quakers are not only silent. So, <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for being here, but especially... Thank you, Peter and Annie. For, you've planted seeds of song in my soul for the past 30-plus years. It's really been wonderful. What you've brought to my life, I thank you so deeply for doing that and for joining us here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much. Thanks, Mark. Bye-bye. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for production assistance on today's program. We'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy. Sing out a song of the soul